I think more often than not, though, you're going to get the help you need. I think how much better mentally would I have been if I hadn't have felt like I had to live a secret life. And instead, I could have been able to tell them and get the help. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor. We've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello, and welcome to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner, and uh, today's episode, I'm excited about it because I just learned a whole bunch of good stuff. Oh, yeah. That will reinforce me, and I hope it'll reinforce you. And it's primarily like when things are really falling apart, like the bottom drops out, uh, rather than go curl up in a ball, uh, how do you actually go about taking charge of things, leaning on the Lord, even in the face of complete uncertainty and fear? And you're going to find that out from Amanda Carroll, today's guest. Yeah. And when life gets a little crazy and it feels like, oh, it's the end of the world. No, just look at it as a pit stop. This is a pit stop to pivot. I love that. Right. She talks about the, yeah, the, the the beauty of a pit stop and also the beauty of having the right tribe. What happens if you've got the right kind of people around you, around you versus the wrong kind of people? Yeah. Well, today, Amanda Carroll is our guest and she's an entrepreneur and founder of the Brave Podcast Network. She created her own platform, Get Your Brave. Brave on, and it's to inspire women to live a strong and courageous life. She accomplishes that through her podcast, her website, online community, online courses, and her growing TikTok following at Brave Single Moms. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's your cue. Okay, thank you. She's (laughs) she's formerly a a nationally syndicated radio host. I mean, she has been around in the world of Christian radio. That's how y'all met. Uh, We did years ago at KSBJ, one of the country's largest Christian radio stations in Houston. She's been on the K-Love radio network that serves thousands and thousands of millions and oh, millions oh, yeah. and billions of yes. people <laughs> she's been in washington dc and the, and the list goes on uh she's pretty amazing well-recognized national talent yeah amanda adopted the phrase get your brave on oh. and i'm sure she says it a little bit like that get your brave on i don't think she says it like that <laughs> yeah okay well get your brave on 10 years ago when she became a single mom of three and at that time her children were the ages of four two and eight weeks old can you even imagine A year later, her personal hashtag propelled her forward, that hashtag of get your brave on, and she was able to rebuild her life, move across the country and start her dream job all before her oldest started kindergarten. Yeah. Amanda also loves to go to the gym and she works out a lot of her stuff in the gym, lifting heavy weights. And then uh, as a side gig, a professional uh, spectator cheering on her athletic teenagers from the sidelines. Yes, now they are teenagers. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you, Amanda. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Now listen, yeah. if you're if you happen to catch us on YouTube, you're going to see a beauty. This woman, a yes, beauty. not only oh. beautiful, but this woman is a professional. You can always tell that <laughs> by, by the two microphone. things, by the microphone and the sound of her voice. <laughs> Why, well, thank you very much. I work very hard on that. <laughs> the other thing you might notice is uh, and I I mentioned this in the bio um, you know, Amanda really is into fitness. Like, I mean, Wendy and you would get along just incredibly well, 
but it used to really bug me. So Amanda and I have a little history. I'll talk about that in just a moment. Yes. I've known Todd for what, 20 years. 20 years. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So what would just, um, yeah. So I got a chance when Amanda was with that big network, Caleb network and uh, was doing, you know, shows on that stage. We would do these fund drives and I had the privilege and the honor and the challenge <laughs> Coaching challenge, come coaching on, Amanda. And what if it was a challenge for her? <laughs> Did you learn anything? Maybe Todd was the challenge for you. Come on, Todd. You know, I mean, I think we first worked together in Houston at KSBJ. Oh my goodness, it goes that far back. That far, like before I had children. I think we first worked together in Houston at KSBJ, and so really, I mean, and I, I don't mean to like boost your ego. Cause I know your ego is pretty good, but <laughs> she, she knows you well, <laughs> you taught me everything I know when it comes oh, to fundraising. Lord have really mercy. Did. Like, well, it was, a, listen, it. It, we had a lot of fun together. It was a joy and you're incredibly talented. And I love the way that you use your talents, including in the gym. This woman so bugged me because she's doing deadlifts, lifting more than I could lift. <laughs> <laughs> Go what, Amanda. What's, what's your personal best on a deadlift? 324. Oh, stop no, it. It's I just my one rep max. And I have not repeated that since that was about 10 years ago. So full disclosure. Wow. I remember in my gym thinking about Amanda and I got up to 220 and then 240. And I'm thinking, I'm going to, how does she woman. do it? <laughs> well, see, that's, so I think great. that was at like 36 years old. So that was, <laughs> well, now listen, my I son, my son, yeah. I would take him with me when he was little because I was a single mom. And so they would always tag along. I would do Olympic weightlifting competitions and things. And wow. And now he lifts at the gym and he's 14 and he yeah. lifts more than me now. So. Oh, man. Well, I, you know, it will come out in your story. People will understand. Well, okay, this woman means business. Like you tackle life that way. Like you take on big all challenges in, all in. and you actually believe that you can do it. And so I think that's what's so inspiring and encouraging but she's got a high level of faith and that that's that's what we want to talk about speaking of faith let's get right to it because on your biggest breakthrough we do talk about um people's faith and how it all started and let us get a little glimpse of amanda who she is how she just kind of evolved with your family and with your faith and just give us a little snippet okay so where my faith began like I mean, I grew up in church. Like we weren't the family that went to church like a couple of times a month. Like we went like two to three times a week in Missouri, in a small town in Missouri. My grandmother had this incredible faith and she loved missionaries. Hmm. So she'd always drag us. Like we'd go to Sunday church and then like, remember missionary night when missionaries would come and tell their stories. So she we would bring still us have to it at our church. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh-huh. To bring missionary night back. So I'd go and I would see all of these stories of people that would introduce Jesus to people and, and how I think that's where so much of those seeds got planted that I wanted to do ministry is mm-hmm. doing that with her. And I mean, it was an old fashioned church. Like I was nine years old and I walked down the aisle in the service and accepted Jesus, you know, I and I like, sat there on the pew and did all those things. And did I stay with it all the time? Probably not. I mean, my journey is different. When I was um, 10, my parents got divorced. Hmm. And when I was 13, then my mom moved us from Missouri to Indianapolis. So then I had, my dad was in one state, my mom was in one state and I was a 13 year old girl in the middle of seventh grade doing a new school. 
So things were weird. Wow. And, Awkward. Wow. And, and yeah. the church family changed. And my mom still kind of brought us to church, but it's hard to be a single mom at church. I know that too. You just mm. don't feel like you, you, you feel out like a fish out of water. <laughs> and she ended up getting remarried and we moved again um, to Illinois. Um, and I grew up there with a great stepdad and we had this blended family. So I've experienced all these different things, got back involved in church and went to a, a Presbyterian church. And that's when I started going to youth group in high school and doing all those things. And I admit you probably did all the right things at church and Sunday, but probably all the wrong things on a weekend as a teenager. <laughs> right. Um, but it was fed. And then I think really where I started putting my faith in action was in college. Yeah. where it became mine, uh, mm. went to Indiana University, went to journalism school there mm. and joined a sorority, go Delta Zeta sorority. All and right. there was this group I found that came to talk to us at dinner one night at my sorority house called InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Mm -hmm. And they had a special chapter for Greek students. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And it really helped that the guy was really cute that did the announcement. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> And so, you know, we're college mm -hmm. girls. So we went in. So I was like, I'm signing up for that Bible study. <laughs> so I went to that Bible study and ended up becoming a leader of Bible studies at my sorority of at Delta Data at Indiana yeah. University. Uh -huh. And then had a moment when I went to one of the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship um, camps for college students where I decided at that moment to use my journalism degree for God. And I said, I want to do, what can I do in faith-based media? And that's what I've been doing pretty much ever since. So you, wow. You, wow. you knew then that God had put in you a desire to do that sort of thing for him. Yeah. I mean, I was making my own radio shows when my parents got me a dual deck boom box with a microphone. Ooh, ooh. Like, That's cool. That's in great. like fifth grade. So how somewhere they, somebody has those tapes. Yeah. So how did uh, <laughs> we need what, to dig those up? Why do you think you were interested in that, especially the radio? I don't know. I don't have a lot of skills, but I can talk. I'm like, I'm really <laughs> okay. good. Like, good. But it's not know. like it's I, in the family. It's not like there's radio history in the family or journalism or. Oh, you know what? No, that light bulb moment. You know what oh, it was? Good. I just this is the breakthrough right here. Oh, oh your right. biggest breakthrough oh, wow. <laughs> is my mom had a really great voice. My mom was a teacher, a high school teacher. And the local radio, she had a friend at the local radio station in this little town, Sedalia, Missouri. They asked her to do a radio commercial, to oh. voice a radio commercial. It was a jewelry store. And I remember thinking how cool it was that I heard my mom do a commercial on the radio show. So mm. then I guess I became that mom. That's that's neat. Wow. What I an impression that. that made. Of I think that's yeah. what started it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's so cool. you started off, you had that desire in your heart and uh, you were solid in your faith. Uh, you were a leader, you were doing Bible studies and all that. So what, what, so how did you launch out? What happened that you ended up in radio? And, and by the way, as I mentioned your bio, you, you've worked for some pretty, pretty incredible radio, Christian radio entities. For a lot of years. Yeah. yeah. I've had an incredible career. I've got to work at all of the major, um, radio stations, major networks and through, mm -hmm. and then syndication, you know, it's all started. I got married right out of college. And I married a guy that got a job at ExxonMobil in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And I had kind of dabbled. I had a television news internship my senior year and before I had gotten married in that little window in between college and real life. And I said, okay, well, I'm moving to Houston. 
at 23 years old. And what's like, there about I- humidity? What am I going to do there? Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, in the media world, that's a huge jump in market. I was working in Bloomington, Illinois and market number 250 and Houston is market number four. Wow. Meaning you don't really skip yeah. like that, uh, No, huh. but God. So I'm <laughs> driving around in my car and I'm like, I'm like thinking I'm going to be in news. Like I'm going to be a Jesus person in the news. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to this radio station. I see these God listens billboards, 89.3 KSBJ. I'm like, oh, and then I start listening. It's Christian music. I didn't even know what Christian music was at that point. And, and then I thought they have news. They have somebody doing the news for this guy named Buddy Holiday. That's cool. Right. And so I just called and I said, hey, like, do you need any help? And 89.3 KSBJ was smaller then than it is now. This is in 1999. So I I meet with a guy, this guy named Brant Hansen. Oh, so in who has been on your business. And I met there. with him and come to find out he wanted to take time off every once in a while. So he hired me to be his part-time news fill-in because we were both from central Illinois and I got in because he was from Champaign, Illinois. I was from Bloomington, Illinois, and we immediately became really good friends. And he's still my friend to this day. And we've worked together three times since then. But, um, so, and what's crazy is I would do the morning show. I would fill in in the news on with buddy holiday in the morning. All I would do is news. And then I, I was, new person right out of college. We both were just starting our lives out. So I would get up at four, I'd go do the morning show. And then at nine to six, I'd go work at a furniture store until they gave me a full-time job. And then I ended up co-hosting afternoon drive in Houston and just got to move on from there. But you know, just hearing, hearing your story up to this point, I mean, you, you can just see the God connections because he, he knew the direction he wanted to send you and even arranged circumstances for you to, you know, to get to those places. I mean, the very fact that you married someone who took a job with Exxon to get you in Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it just, I think it really encourages. You just gave me chills. Yeah. God knows the desires of our heart and he connects the dots, right? Mm-hmm. Even when it doesn't make sense. And you're like, well, what, why, why? So here you are full time at, uh, I, at that time, probably one or two number big, what am I trying to say? The number no. one or number two largest independent Christian radio stations in the country. In the country. Mm-hmm. And you got to be part of that sort of massive growth that was happening. So life was maybe it's just- because of you, Amanda. I know. Uh, I was right? kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, a lot, we raised a lot of money for him. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're, I mean, so like life is on cruise. I mean, you just, it's, it's happening. Yeah. So things couldn't possibly get any better or any worse. Right. Mm, that's what I thought. Mm. Then we, um, my, he's my ex-husband now, my husband at the time, um, he got transferred to Washington DC. And so we had to move and I had just had mm. our first child. Uh, my oldest, Emily, and she was young, probably just, I think, two years old. No, I think she's two or three years old. And we relocated. I left the job in Houston and I found mornings at WGTS in 90, 91.9 in Washington, D.C. So I was doing, I'm, we moved to Houston, moved to Washington, D.C., got this huge six bedroom house. I'm like, we are living the life. I, I have my second child. I have my third child. I'm doing morning Christian radio. I'm like, yes. 
I'm only having to really work part-time. It was like the perfect thing in the world. I go get up in the morning, go do my show by nine o'clock. I'm home. I'm dropping my kids off at preschool and I'm going to the gym. Like, I'm like, cool. Like, this is Mm. great. My husband goes on a business trip to Brazil. He was doing a lot of international travel at that time. And something was weird. Mm. Something wasn't right. And I just had our third child, Zoe Grace. She's eight weeks old. I had just one week before that gone back to work off of maternity leave. He missed his flight coming home from Brazil. And it was like, he wanted to miss it. And the communication was weird about it. And here I am, I've got a four, a four-year-old, a 19-month-old and an eight-week-old baby. And I'd just gone back from maternity leave doing a morning radio show. I was exhausted mm. and yeah. I wanted help of somebody to come back home. Mm-hmm. So I was not happy. And then he came, he came in later that night. I had put the kids to bed. Remember, I it could still, I had had made him dinner and I had wrapped up and put it in foil and just sat it there. And I just kind of sat and waited because I knew something was coming. Mm. Things were had been rocky. He came back and walked in the door and said, I'm leaving you tonight. Wow. And wow. I had no warning. <clears throat> and of all things, I said, Well, we're out of milk. Why? That was your that's a great response. That was your autopilot response. It was I think that's auto- going to be a know, title I, to your book. We're I out of wish. Milk. Well, we're out of milk, right? I wish <laughs> I could go back. And like I have a thousand things I'd say now at that moment, you know. But at that time, I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I have a morning show to do. I have three little kids. They're eating. They're drinking like four gallons of milk a week at this point, and I'm out of milk. I am not in a good place. <laughs> so I went to immediate survival mode. We are out of milk. And then there were some discussions after that, Mm. but that wasn't very pretty. Mm. But I called my best friend who lived up the street. She came down. Zoe woke up. She was screaming. I was crying in bed like an absolute Mm. disaster. She holds, she's holding my baby at the front door. He comes back and he drops off the milk. Well, that was nice. And then he's gone. Wow. Wow. And I didn't know where he was for months after that. And then there's much more, but Amanda. so that was on August 1st, 2010. I was an absolute disaster. I admit mm-hmm. to you, I was yeah. not in a good place for a long time trying to figure out how I'm going to pay for this house. I only have a part-time salary. Um, where's what happened in my marriage? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's understandable that you were in a just kind of a whirlwind of a mess, not mm-hmm. understanding how and why and, and what's going on. But um, so he, he just left you literally high and dry, except for that gallon of milk. Uh, did, I mean, did he come back to pay for anything like to help support? Or uh, Yes. Okay. Eventually. Okay. Yes. All of mm-hmm. those things came. I was still being, yeah, he was still helping pay the mortgage. Um, I had some good friends that helped me get a good lawyer, mm-hmm. which I really recommend in that situation to make yeah. sure that my kids and I were safe. So my kids and I were safe. He provided for us, but I knew I only had a year. And so I knew I had one year that I had to either figure out a way to pay for that house on my own or move. I had to find a new job. I had to figure out because I, where I was working at the time, you couldn't be full-time unless you were a member of um, their Seventh-day Adventist church. And I wasn't a member of that church. So I wasn't, I was doing a morning radio show in the nation's capital, not even, and being paid like <laughs> not like a measly salary, but I was like, Oh my gosh, this is not, this is a terrible situation. Why would I have ever agreed to that? Yeah. And so I hatched a plan 
And I had this great tribe of friends around me that just rallied around me. I kept it a secret for six months from the church though, Mm. because I felt like they would judge me. That was a mistake. I felt like, and then I felt like, let's unpack that. Hang on real quick, because let's unpack that for just a minute, because I think there is, it's very important. I think there's a lot of women or even men that may feel like, no, I have to keep this a secret or the church will shun me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was working for a radio station owned by the Seventh-day Adventist church. I really, and I had just had a baby. I figured like, if they realized that I didn't have a husband anymore, like Mm. I would lose my job and I can't lose my job. So Mm -hmm. I kept it a secret for six months and I was serving. I was the mops leader at my church Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. same time. So I had always found myself in places of leadership and I didn't want anyone to know. So I only told a select group of people because in my mind, I'm like, he's going to, he just lost his mind. Like he's going to come back. Right. And then, then what am I going to do? So I was afraid of that, afraid of getting fired And, but it just got to a point with my co-host of that morning show that like, they had to know, like, it was pretty obvious. Like my husband's not always traveling for six months, you know? So Mm -hmm. when, and when I finally broke down and I sat into my office, this lovely gentleman who's passed on now, John Conrad, Mm -hmm. I told him, I said, you know, this is my situation. My husband left us, um, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I either need like more money or I'm going to have to find another job. And, um, you know what? I got zero judgment. I thought I would be good judgment. Mm. I got zero criticism. I could just cry. All I got was how can we help you? Wow. And love. I think so many of us hide our wounds and our brokenness from the church because we're so worried about judgment. And I know if you've been hurt, I totally get it. And that judgment can be there. I think more often than not, though, you're going to get the help you need. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I wish I wouldn't have. I think how much better mentally would I have been if I hadn't have felt like I had to live a secret life. Yeah. And There's, instead, I could have been able to tell them and get the help. That's so it's good. good. That's so good. There's two sides of that coin. You know, one is that if we're in a position where someone comes to us, rather than first try to figure their situation out or judge that situation, just offer help and love and, and support. Love. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the, so good. Yes. And the, well, and then the other side of that coin is don't, don't hide it because you might just be, just because you're embarrassed or you're worried, or you're afraid. Uh, if you're trusting God, he'll bring you the help that you need. But Amanda, I've got to ask you, you shifted into survival mode, which is your DNA. It's how you're wired. You, 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 you hatch a plan, uh, but <laughs> While you're busy handling all the all the different components of trying to make life work, what the heck was going on inside of you? How did you handle the the rejection, the confusion, yeah. the not knowing what's going on, the resentment? How'd you yeah. handle all that? A uh, really good therapist. Um, yeah. I really recommend that. And I was so grateful that I had this background of faith. Mm-hmm. I was so grateful that I had walked down that aisle at nine years old. Mm. you know, that I had led Bible studies and I knew, I knew what God said about me. Mm. I knew that he loved me. I felt thrown away with the trash. Mm. And one of the most alive from the enemy, right? mm -hmm, One of the most vulnerable times in a woman's life. And, and I was so grateful for the people I leaned in on restoring Jesus as the first love of my life. Yeah. Amen. Yes. And realizing that that's who I really needed to focus in on. 
And I leaned into a tribe of incredible people, the ones that don't allow you to just get mad and get even the ones that point you to him. I think when you're in a, what I call it a plot twist of life, you have to be very careful of who you surround yourself mm. yes, with. That's because a good word. I easily could have been surrounded by people who are like, let's get mad. Let's get even. Let's do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there might've mm-hmm. been some of that. I am a human. (laughs) There might have been some some clothes put in trash bags with some dirty diapers. Let's just on fire. No, no, just kidding. Um, You have to surround yourself with people that are going to propel you forward and bring Mm. you closer to God. And I had a lot of those people around me and even my children. Thank God for my children. My Mm. therapist had me read this book. It's not a Christian book, but I recommend it for everybody. It's called Man's Search for Meeting. It's a classic by Mm. Victor Frankl. It's about finding the meaning of your life. So she had me read this book. And there's a line in there that says, he who has a why to live can bear anyhow. And that became my mission. I was like, what is my why to live? I have to give these three, I call them my sunshines. I have to give Mm. my three sunshines the life that they deserve, the life that I signed up to give them, the life they have, God has given me them. So what my why to live, they are my why to live. I can bear anyhow. Yeah, I did not plan to do this on my own and I do not want this to destroy my career. Mm. So I'm just going to keep going. And I had this great talent coach. Um, um, talent coach is somebody that listens to your radio show, makes you better, pretty much rips it apart by yes, making right. you better. <laughs> exactly it's right. very nerve wracking, but he's, he's the best in the industry, Tommy yeah. Kramer. And I yeah. remember calling Tommy when this happened, we became very good friends. We worked together for 10 years and I, and most people were scared of him, but we had a really good relationship. And I said, Tommy, like, how do I go on the air now? And tell my audience that, you know, I've been, I just had a baby and they experienced this with me. And now that I'm divorced and he helped me through that. And I still quote him because he said, you know, see if I make sure that I get this right. You know, (laughs) you know, Amanda, that you, you only get one trip around the block in life and you got to make yours count. Not many people get a pit stop half the way through and get to reorient themselves. Mm. You just did. So it's time to make it count. Mm. Wow. So I had like this rallying cry and I knew that God had my back. And my daughter, Emily, who's 16 now, she was four at the time. She was this bubbly, just larger than life person and little girl. And I would be you know, nursing all night with my baby and not getting sleep and having to wake up and do the morning show and having no help. And the, but she would wake up in the mornings and she'd open up her curtains. And as she saw sun, she saw sunshine. She'd go, mommy, it's happy outside. And I remember one morning I was crying, but I heard her say, mommy, it's happy outside. And I thought he who has a why to live can bear anyhow. So I got up and I'm like, okay, you're right. This is going to be a happy day. And we just, I just decided it was going to work out. Mm. I made the decision that we were going to be successful. I manifested this, you know, I'm like, we are going to do this. 
And my stepdad was an incredible man. And he called me and he said, you know, Amanda, you've always been a leader. He go, and he planted this seed on my mission for single moms during one of those really hard moments during that year, first year that I was on my own he said, Amanda, you know, I just really feel like you're going to be the one that teach other teaches other single moms how to do this. Mm. Yeah. That's and so powerful. that became my mission. And I, I, I also, my verse during that time was, have I not command Joshua one nine, have I not commanded you declares the Lord to be strong and courageous for I'll go with you wherever you go. And I realized it's not an option. He says, have I not commanded you? Yeah. Being strong and courageous is not an option for me. So I'm like, okay, let's go. And Mm -hmm. crazy. I circled a date August 1st on the calendar so I would have a plan of what we were going to do. And I put this calendar on my refrigerator. Remember when you did that? Like back in the day, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, the only month I had was August. Okay. No matter what month it was at first, because I knew a year to the date, I had to have a plan. And I called during that time. I was like, okay, well, I got to get a new job. And what kind of employer helps an employee find a new job? That was who I was because they knew that they couldn't pay me enough to support my family Mm. working there. So they were helping me find a job. This other Mm. man, a consultant in our industry who I love him so much, John Frost, was helping me find another job, calling everybody I knew. And I got out of the deepest, the darkest part of my life, I got an offer from my dream job the biggest radio show and radio network I possibly could get. I could not believe it. So I, and it it actually propelled my career. Like I skipped like three steps Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is incredible. And I got an offer to work for Caleb radio to do middays and then check this out. This is God. So the wonderful woman that plans all of the relocation at the time, I think she's retired now. She's still a good friend. She does all of the relocation for all of the air talent um, that worked for EMF. And she called me and she said, you know, Amanda, we really don't want you to drive your minivan across the country from DC to Sacramento, California with your three kids in car seats by yourself. I was like, I think that's a good plan. <laughs> you know, so, so we're going to, we're going to get you a flight. We, we want to get flights for all of you guys and we'll ship your van. I'm like, that sounds great. Hmm. And she goes, and so we're looking at flights because we know that you want to be here before your oldest starts kindergarten, before the first day of school. I said, yes, I want a fresh new start. That would be great. So you're looking at the calendar. Does August 1st work for you? Wow. You're like, yes. And I just dropped on my knees. Oh, I just said, I was like, <laughs> yes, I was probably had no clue why I was crying. I don't think I've ever even told her. And, and I had, I mean, I had taken so many steps of faith to that point mm-hmm. because I, you guys, I had already um, booked a moving van, one of those pods. And it was, I had been slowly filling it. And when that you call them, they say, well, what, when do you, where do you want to move it to when you're done after you fill the pod? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to call you back. But I had taken these steps of, I, I believe that we're going to have something. My faith, like faith in action. Okay, God, I'm booking the van, I'm booking the move by August 1st. We have to be out of here. And I know you're going to have a plan for me. Mm. So I just kept acting as if my prayers were already answered. Yeah. Wow. And that has always worked for me. Wow. Amanda, honestly, what an inspiration you are because so many uh, women 
or even men for that matter, but, but women might just like curl up in the fetal position and suck their thumb and not know what to do and just be paralyzed. Why and did I, some I think, of that? Well, I mean, yeah, right. I get it. But you know what I mean? And stay stuck yeah. there or, just or can't lean stay there. in the wrong direction. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so you, um, you know, God has wired you in such a way, but we can uh, choose to be, uh, to level up in that way. And you, you yeah. mentioned about making the choice and then make the, the decision work. Um, and that's what you've done and you've gotten your brave on. And so now you have a passion to help other single moms get their brave on. And so, um, with that said, you know, you, you are, are podcasting now you have, you have, <laughs> you've shifted gears from the, yes. the, the Caleb life to, to doing what is really, really, really on your heart in the season. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about that because, um, women need to hear about how to get their brave on and what you're doing in this, Thank in the season. You. Well, I'm yeah, curious, I'm, I, I'm curious, I'm curious too, though, uh-oh. because yes. that, well, that circle of faith thing, I think is powerful. <laughs> it is. And I, so I just want to pause for a moment because if there's, if there's somebody listening who says, well, I got all this stuff, chaos swirling around me, just do it to manage it. Just circle a date. Circle a date. And um, see what God can do as you begin to take action. I have I'm an episode pres- about circle a date. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so tune, into, tune that into that because uh, I'm wondering, did you circle a date about, you know, this whole podcast launch business that you're doing? Huh? Did. Huh? You did? <laughs> I did. It yeah. was March oh my 1st. Goodness. Mm-hmm. That's really? fantastic. Okay. That's awesome. That's fine. I actually fun. celebrate August 1st every year. It's my, I call it our family anniversary. And it's like, you know, in the Bible, when you make those little stacks of stones, they made those stacks of stones to remember things. And like August 1st is to me an example how God will reinvent you your life and answer your prayers when you put your faith out there. So yeah, and then I, um, I really find it inspiring and fulfilling to help people through their plot twist, whether it's single motherhood, whether it's relationship, job loss, or just being plain lost. You know, I have a mission to help you recover your life and rebuild your life, like in a step-by-step plan to what do you do when you're at the bottom? And, and I believe in being 1% more brave every single day. So I came up with this phrase, get your brave on. There's this Japanese uh, productivity system in business called Kaizen, where where a business is just does, if you just do 1% more every single day, if you just have 1% more goals, then look how much more successful you are in the long run. And I said, why can't I teach this to my listeners and my single moms that follow me? So we just do one brave thing a day. I literally, I circle on my calendar, on my, on my journal. I have it right here. Every morning I do my little plan, my brave morning plan. And I'm like, okay, what's the one brave thing I'm going to do today. This might be it today being on your biggest breakthrough. Is this your brave thing today? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to like get all Mm -hmm. fancy for a podcast. So I'm, I, um, but back, so I, I became, so I, I did the, um, Caleb thing. And then I became nationally syndicated through Salem on markets all across the country. And I radio was started becoming not as fun for me anymore. And I I had more to say than in 90 seconds, Mm. you know, and then in the business and in the syndication world, you know, it gets, it's very formulaic. And it's like, you have to hit your points. And, and I had gotten there. It was, it was a wonderful opportunity, but I realized I needed more. I wanted to do more and I had more to say. So 
I am at the gym, at the gym doing squats. And I'm listening to a podcast about a woman who started a podcast network. And I was like, oh, and she's curating content that was, this was like, I think she does like crime shows content. This is what I listen to business podcasts all the time. And I, I remember dropping the barbell and it was almost towards the end of the year. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make my own podcast network. Mm. Awesome. So, and I'm, why just stop at one podcast? We're going to do a lot. And I'm going to curate content that helps people live a strong and courageous life. Cause I was on a podcast network at the time with get your brave on. So I knew how I knew how it would work. I'm like, we're doing this. So I just started doing it. I love it. She just goes into the air. I'm like, we're just going to do it. And yeah. I set up the plan because it sounds crazy, I know, but developing a habit of bravery mm-hmm. is a catalyst to really yes. achieving your goals in life. Mm-hmm. If you just do 1% more every single day, look where you'd be by the end of the month, by the end of the year. That's right. And then mm-hmm. what's really cool is, this is why I celebrate August 1st, is you can look back on your 1% more brave moments. You can look back and you're like, okay, can I really start a podcast network? You moved across the country by yourself with three little kids and you rented a house off a Craigslist that you never had actually seen in person. And, and so if you, and that seemed to have worked out. So if you did that, what could you do next? You're reminding mm-hmm. yourself that you can be brave. And I actually keep this. It's really blurry. Can I, does this work? I don't know if this will work. Sure. Yeah. Oh actually, yes. Uh-huh. Um, at my You're desk. watching on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, it's a picture of me pushing two strollers, a double stroller and a single stroller. With a backpack on. With uh, the Sacramento airport. This is August 1st, Amazing. 2011, wow. when I landed to start my life over and work at K-Love Radio a year after my husband abandoned mm. me and my three kids. Mm. And I arrived at the Sacramento airport to start life over. So what a great reminder. Yeah. And yeah. and you use the word abandoned. And and I'm I'm sure in your journey and with your faith, you've, you've discovered, of course, you're not abandoned at all. And I know that's what you teach your, uh, and share with your single mom community and, and that kind of thing. So let's, uh, go ahead. You're about to say something. Cause that's why you can be strong and courageous. Joshua one nine, because I like that it's called the gospel of with, and that's what I call it. The gospel of with, because not only is it not an option, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? He says, I'll go with you wherever I go. Like this picture of me pushing true strollers at the airport. I was not alone with those kids. I knew that God was with me. And it's like deploying your superpower. It's like having Mahomes on your football team as your quarterback. <laughs> Come you know? on like, Would you leave him on the bench or would you put him in the game? Uh, put Patrick Mahomes in the game. Like going through your life without deploying God's help, knowing that he is with you and planning for your abundance and planning for answered prayers and booking that moving van, even though you don't know the zip code that you're moving to. That's like putting Mahomes in the game, you know, like, you know, Mahomes is going to get you a touchdown, even though you're there behind in the game, you know, he's going to come ahead. So like putting God into your faith and God into your life and God into your business plans and your dreams and your relationships, like that's everything. Mm. Yes. Well, yeah. You, you have yes. lived it, and you've got the reminders, and uh, that's our encouragement to our listeners and our viewers, because there, there, there are times that we're just not sure. We have this, this, this craziness surrounding us. We have this level of uncertainty and fear to take a next step. 
But love your story because you're just saying, take action anyhow. Do it anyway. In spite of your fear, <laughs> just just go, just start taking charge of things and don't call, crawl up into a little ball and, and start whining about it. Do something about it. And, and be authentic. Yeah. 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 That's good. And yeah. be authentic. It's like, I don't, I, this bravery is not in your DNA. It's not something you inherit. Bravery is something you practice. Mm-hmm. I'm not here saying that I've done everything perfect. I've made so many mistakes. I usually say, just, hey, use me as your cautionary tale. Like, just listen to <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, and I, I just, just keep moving forward anyway and practice that bravery. Like I, I, I don't know. Like, I know people think that sometimes I'm, I'm just a little insane, but I, I find it exhilarating when you can see, when you give God a chance to do something incredible in your life and then to see it happen. Well, and the other thing that yeah. you've, that you've stressed, and this is what's really important. And that is you got to be surrounded with the right people, the right tribe. Yes. And even as I say that, I know there are people right now, like I want to hang with Amanda. I want to be okay, part of her yeah. tribe. Okay. okay? <laughs> so th- let's get some details on how can people follow you? How can they hang with you? How can they uh, approach you to get your help? What's the best oh, way? Well, I have my podcast, Get Your Brave On, um, and you can find me at bravesinglemoms.com. If you're a single mom, go there or at Brave Single Moms on TikTok. We're killing the TikTok right yeah. now. You can follow me there. Where I Are get you dancing? Me. Are you dancing on TikTok? N- my children have banned me. Okay, from good. On good. I was just curious. I was just curious how that yeah. TikTok is looking. Okay. She's sharing there's, truth. There's, <laughs> I give um, advice for single moms on how to love their life just the way it is without having to get remarried again as soon as possible. So that's what I do on TikTok at Brave Single Moms. And at getyourbraveon.info, that's inspiration for anyone going through a plot to some life on how to rebuild it. And you can do that through the Get Your Brave On podcast and website. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing, Amanda. And uh, listeners, you can get a special little free gift from Amanda. If you go into our show notes, we will have the link there. It is a free Brave Life Planner. And that's where you can probably circle some dates. Yes. Uh, for your. <laughs> yes, there's a right? video that goes with it. It's what I do every single morning in the, the system that I've developed to be really productive. I write 10 things that I'm grateful for every single morning before I touch my phone or turn Mm. on the TV. I write down my, I am statements, what God says I am. I am strong. I am courageous. I am capable. I am beloved. And I write down my, why, what is my, why right now? My, why has changed. It was my three sunshines. They're so independent. They do not need me anymore. (laughs) I need them to help me with my technology. My, why (laughs) is you, my listener. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that I inspire you. And mm. then I write down um, my pathways to achieve my goals. This is all in the form of your brave life planner. And then out of all of those pathways, I choose one a day to do to whatever nice. it's going to be to move the needle forward. Mm-hmm. And awesome. yes, you can get that whole system. Yeah. yeah we will put that on dot info. Oh, is that where it is? Okay. And we'll also put that in the show notes. So it's easy yeah. access. I'm going to get everybody. a copy of that and then send it to you and have you fill it out for me. Okay. <laughs> I will. I, I have some ideas on your podcast. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Amanda, we Thanks. so appreciate you. Thank you for sharing just uh, little bits and pieces and, and glimpses into your life that will inspire our listener yeah. because somebody listening has has leveled up their hope in a whole new way because of you. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. All I right. loved it. Thank you so God much. God bless it's you, so friend. It's so good to be on your podcast. Thank yes. You. God bless. Thanks, Thanks. so much. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Yeah, this is uh, very rich. And there's so many single moms that need to hear that and really single, single dads. dads too, and um, just, just people who feel like they're single in their, in their marriage because yeah. they're carrying, that's, they're that's carrying, true. you know, a heavy load. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just love the fact that there are real people like Amanda mm-hmm. who are willing to gut it out uh, so that they kind of blaze a trail for us so yeah. that if I feel like, well, I just can't do this. I can always look to somebody else like an Amanda lean on her and say courage yeah, and her boldness. She and, did it. I, yeah. I can do this. Right. Thing, so yeah, people go before us and uh, she's a great example of, of leveling up in her faith and her trust in the Lord and being obedient and, yeah. and again, Take trustworthy, taking yeah. charge and, but just being trustworthy and lifting 320 pounds. On oh my word. Can't even imagine. So anyway, we hope you enjoyed this podcast definitely check out her website, bravesinglemoms.com. And uh, if you're looking for uh, life change regarding your health, go to wendypet.com. If you're looking, uh, if you're a young man or not even a young man, you can man, up, man, man, up, any up, age, man you, age. you just like to get looking stronger to get mentored by Todd in your faith and in your family and your foundational things of life, like yeah. fitness and the things that count most, you know, like your finances. Yeah. Then go to Todd at ToddIsburner.com. But we appreciate you. We value you. And we thank you for tuning in to Your Biggest Breakthrough. Catch you next time. Head on over to YourBiggestBreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment. And we would love to dialogue with you there. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.